Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. I invite you to think about a favorite dish. Perhaps it's something your grandmother made or something traditional from your family's ethnic roots or simply a food you associate with love. What does it smell like as you open the door and realize that that special dish is cooking on the stove? Or perhaps you are the cook reaching into the spice cabinet, measuring out the proper amounts to recreate the taste you remember, the flavors and aromas that evoke memories and love when we smell them and taste them. For many of us, those special foods are associated with holidays, often Christmas, traditional cookies perhaps, a once-a-year treat. Talking with a friend yesterday, she shared that her holiday flavor is anise. Every year, she makes her family's Christmas cookie, carefully measuring out the one teaspoon of anise called for in the recipe. But this past Christmas, she realized that the cookies really didn't taste like much. Where was the beloved aroma and that licorice flavor? They looked just lovely, little white balls covered in powdered sugar, but the taste had gone away. Well, it turns out that 10 years of using one teaspoon at a time from the original bottle of anise meant that although the recipe was followed precisely with love and care, The flavor was gone. The flavor was gone. Now, we all know some version of this story, right? How many times have you packed up spices and moved them to a new house or to a new apartment? I did it just this June when I moved into the beautiful cottage, and I lined those little bottles and jars of McCormick spices up in my beautiful new kitchen cabinet. But you know, you know what's going to happen If I rely on that, let's not even say how many year old oregano to sing in my spaghetti sauce, it's not going to. And we know it. But somehow the idea of throwing away old spices and buying new ones goes against all the messages that we have internalized about not wasting and about using things up. The recipe is fine, but spices lose their flavor when they are not fresh and applied liberally and joyfully. So perhaps this summer I will grow my own oregano and we'll see what that tastes like, something fresh and new. So move with me now from the kitchen to the church. We too here in the church have beloved recipes. Our liturgy 
the prayers, our music, our Episcopal traditions, biblical teachings from the prophets of old, wisdom writers, Jesus, and the gospel writers. These are all recipes created by God and shared with us so we know how to enjoy the abundant life God has made for us, his beloved children. In today's reading, Jesus is teaching the disciples, us, about who we are. You are the salt of the earth, he says. We are part of God's creation. We, like all of creation, come from the earth that God has made. We are creatures, beloved and created by God. And he tells us we are the spice, the salt. Our lives are to be fresh, fresh with the flavor of God's love. Our lips tasting the living God in prayer and singing and in the bread and the wine when we gather at the table. So our gospel writer Matthew was writing this, was recording this conversation that Jesus had. Matthew was writing when Israel was occupied by the Roman Empire. (coughs) Military might and political power were loud and omnipresent. To the faithful Jews, for they were Matthew's audience, it may have seemed that God's recipe for truth and justice Love and hope were irrelevant or perhaps simply something to pray for, something that might happen, might happen later, way later, but not in their lives today. Perhaps we have similar feelings in our world where division and disease, discrimination and disaffection grab all the headlines. We, too, wonder about God's kingdom, God's presence, whether our prayers, our witness, our worship matters at all. But Jesus says no to this way of thinking. He tells us that God's kingdom is here now, and we can see it because we are a part of it. He tells us that he comes not to abolish God's original recipe, that recipe, that law of love and justice, truth and hope. All the words of the prophets are true. Jesus tells the disciples to follow that recipe carefully, carefully, and to pass the salt He tells us that we need to make sure the flavor of our work, our work, our hope, our love is fresh and vibrant. That our life together as a community is filled with the flavor of all of the gifts that we have been so generously given. That we spice things up together. That our outreach to those in need is generous and joyful. 
So today, I was going to bring salt and offer it for you to taste. But you know what really good salty things taste like. So as we enter our new year, we have much to be thankful for. We have those old traditional recipes, those traditions, those things we love here at Trinity Concord. And some of those may need a little extra spice. Or perhaps some of them just need to be recipes that are retired. I don't know. But we're going to figure that out together. There's much cooking to be done. Much cooking to be done. It's a deep joy to be here with all of you today and to see all of you today. I said to my friend yesterday, she of the expired Annis, I love annual meeting Sunday because the 8 o'clock people and the 10 o'clock people are all in the same room. We only ha- that only happens once a year. So I love seeing everybody here together. It's a wonderful recipe when we are all gathered and we all bring our particular flavors and spices to the mix. As we conclude our worship and begin the sacred task of looking at our, uh, our common life, the business matters of our common life, I invite you to... I invite you to remember that you are the salt of the earth. You are the foundation of this church. Your gifts, your presence, your prayers, your smiles, your love, your ideas, your creativity, all of those things come to bear to create this thing called Trinity Church. So may we gather around the table and feast together, and then may we gather around our work. And after we're done, may we go out into the world, shining that light ahead of those in need, and rejoicing in our saltiness. Amen.